and welcome again to the Wide World of Wargaming, Age of Sigmar podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Alex, John, Garrett, and Jeremy. We uh, have, this is our second to last show of the uh, Wide World of Wargaming as we go on to In Your Phase Media, but we do have the executive producer and creator of Wide World of Wargaming, Vincent Morgado, with us tonight. Vincent, as always, like we've done in the past and in the 40K episodes prior to, what's on your workbench? So uh, I actually am doing something I have not done for a very long time. Y'all are going to be shocked by this. I am hobbying. What? Freak out. Um, you can hobby you know. X-Wing stuff? He's got jokes. He's got jokes. Number one, yes, you can, uh, but I don't. Um, I, am in the pro- I am in the process of, con- of painting all of my Death Corps of Kree cavalry, all 38 of them, because I'm a masochist. Uh, into Union Cavalry colors. Um, so most, so a vast majority blue and gold with a limited amount of brown. Um, nice. I, the only problem is that the banner I'm using keeps snapping. Uh, so that I may have to, cor- that, that, I'm, that guy's last. I'm, I'm throwing I, that I, to the end of the project. I already envisioned you at this playboard. This is going to be a bunch of burning uh, buildings. I'm missing nope. this joke. General Custer? Yeah, if, would I do? Would I, yeah. Sherman? <laughs> Sherman, sorry, Sherman. Yeah. Sherman. What, I, what I did hear though yes. was that you are you are definitely <laughs> planning three distinct colors. I heard a brown, I heard a blue, and I heard a gold. So <laughs> never, never, I mean, it's not it's not gray. It's not three different grays. Um, hey, right here, right here, right here. I mean, hey, you got to live up to your infamy, man. I, I, Accept it. Well, I mean, hey, come on. Hey, I, I look at my virtual background. Like I was going to say, like that fine picture of me that you have posted there. He is, okay, so Vince is honestly taking this like a fucking champ. Um, there are Facebook groups that like out of nowhere, I'll go on and like, I'll see Vince tagged and I'm like, wait a minute, why is he tagged in this? And immediately I realize that it's like, oh, someone's giving him shit who like doesn't even know him from yeah. like years ago. And yep. it's like, oh, oh, you're gonna have to. This, yeah, every... this is now like three Infamy. or four LVOs ago. Infamy. Three. Three. Three, three years it's... ago. It's like, it's the way, the thing I love is like, every time you have a Vince story, it's like a cautionary tale to tell your future generations <laughs> of war I am the don't be that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. He, he's Icarus. He uh, flew too close to the sun. <laughs> and the sun was just John Wyman's face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, no, no. To be I wish fair, I had that background cued. At least, I, at least I'm, at least I'm not like our friend who will go unnamed, who ended up alone at the judges' table, just kind of hunched over, mad because he got DQ'd in round two. Shout out Aaron A. Long. Um, <laughs> no, no, you took it like a champ that year. I mean, well, you, you took it at least. I mean, you took it like a champ. No, 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 I, he, he did. He did. He was like after the, after the after the moment, the moment that exactly, got you yeah. thrown out. Yep. After that bubble. You took it. There there was the taking it like a chance. Listen, I want to clarify this. I was told I could remain if I got up to three paint before the next round. The problem was I had no hobby supplies on me. Oh, well. So there you go. I had my options were to not get thrown out or to get thrown out with style. Okay. And, and you know what? And check this out. I will, I will throw one more thing on this. And, and this is a, a little known secret, a little known fact. Uh, I ran a, um, a, a practice tournament right before the LVO. Like, like two weeks. 
two weeks, uh, a tournament in which um, I disqualified Paul McKelvey and um, Brian, um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, Brian, Tao. Pol- Brian, Brian Polner. Boy, Brian Pullen for uh, going beyond time and not finishing enough turns. Uh, so I gave him oh, a, yeah. a zero on the top table in the last round. Very nice. Very <laughs> they nice. played a one-round game. But then uh, pr- well, the reason it makes it pertinent is that Mr. Vincent Morgado showed me the same models that got him booted from the LVO. I looked at that day and determined that they had adequate number of colors. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that, yep. I mean, it was a white, a gray, and a black, but there were three colors to my eye. And it's, so, it's, it's, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah. don't want to re-legislate this. It was three years ago. Let's not re-legislate. <laughs> so so I, I, I just thought I'd bring the small detail up. Vince, my gosh, tell us more about what's on your workbench. Um, <laughs> other than that, eventually I do have to get around to painting the aforementioned said great guardsman. Um, as you guys know, I did kind of rage quit 8th edition after a very solid beating from our good friend Michael Schwartz. Um, <laughs> it was that? You were, you were not there for that. Um, no, I heard about it, but I didn't yeah, know it, yeah, it was that. Yeah. That was why I quit. Um, oh. that was, it, was, it was the old combination of uh, Smash Captains, Raven Guard, uh, Raven Guard Heavy Weapons, and uh, a guard, like a guard art- basically guard artillery uh, battalion. And I just, I, nah. Oh, was this right when Space Marines came out? This, no, yeah. this was when they were stacking the, um, the free shot even after you're dead with the reroll oh, ones that's to always hit been around. Okay. and the reroll yeah, yeah, yeah. ones to wound. I, I, I lost my mind. Um, ah, yes. So I stepped away from Eighth Edition because it was just, it wasn't fun. There's no other way to put it. But I like what I'm seeing from Ninth. I'm especially liking the limiting of the minus one uh, modifiers to hit. I think that was super important for the game and the health of the game. Uh, shout out all you Eldar Flyer players. You, you Just wait. Vengeance, <laughs> is, vengeance is coming. And, um, yeah, so my workbench is going to be Death Corps of Krieg for the foreseeable future. Oh, another oh, wallet yeah. buster. No, uh, okay. no, he's got the models. He's had the models. Oh, you already have the models? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have them all. Yeah, he's had, he's I, had, he's, I think I, I just bought some them all. Garrett, I just, didn't I, I trade just you Bretonia sure. for, for Death Corps? yeah. Yeah, I just imagine Vincent to just sleep in a bed full of like Lehman Russes and like Chimeras. <laughs> Am I really that off? No, so no, but, no but, but I've always known him to have Deathcore. As long as I've known okay. Vince, that, that's 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 the, I, I don't that's think the other aspect of it. Yeah. I, I actually sleep on a World War One British Army cot wherever okay. I go. Um, <laughs> but the pillow is I upgrade that every couple of years. I thought it was a body <laughs> pillow of Creed. <laughs> oh no. God. No, not Canadia, Canadia remembers, uh, and then. Uh, uh, but I, I suppose, but uh, that. Well, sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, uh, I really want us to make like an immemorium video of all the weird moments of Eighth Edition from like Vincent's story and. Like, you saw Alan. the immemorium for the Chaplain Dread, yeah, right? Exactly, oh and then Alan and Alan PJ pants at oh. a BL. <laughs> Uh and then like Aaron Along, like just Whitney, having wait, no, no, no. Hey, game. we can't leave out Whitney Big Tits. Uh, yes, Whitney Big Tits. Also, it's just it, it's I, just Alex, like I re- you know me. I remember everything. It's, it's just such a. It's just such an amazing like in terms of weird stories from top players. Eighth edition was mm, yeah. solid. <laughs> but, uh, it was eighth was a step above our normal level of insanity from the competitive community. I mean, we oh, yeah. we, we ranked up a little bit. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Right. But, uh, John, what's on your workbench, bro? Oh, hey, uh, so... Yeah, yeah, there seems I'm to be busy. There's got to be something else over there. <clears throat> what's drinking, that? You can't, you can't see it, but I'm drinking Modelo Especial. Ah, very nice. I say it's, it looks like a nice clear liquor you have. <laughs> so I myself um, haven't been up to very much, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, kind of been uh, working on some uh, graphics and logos and stuff like that in the background. And uh, unfortunately, I've been insanely busy at work, leaving me with precious little free time. But uh, I have... Uh, received the rest of my Necrons in, mm -hmm. uh, which is a uh, nice little Scarab swarm that I picked up to complement things. So I have all the Scarab, all the uh, the Necrons now, and all I'm waiting for all is my <clears throat> my two Indomitus boxes. Uh, I am looking to get rid of a set of rule books, so if you know me, hit me up about that. Uh, other than that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, John, well, I'll, figured, I'll call you. I'll call you. Yeah, yeah. The problem was, you see, everybody wanted the Space Marine half of the box. Nobody wanted the Necron half of the box. Well, I figured if I just start a Necron army, then I would have want both halves of the box. And, you know, as I, I might have an expert to turn to to help me learn the army, uh, not you. I meant uh, Michael Celeste, my local player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we should be doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, other than that, um, I had a little bit of fun uh, this weekend at the farmers market and picked up a passion fruit vine. So, I planted that out in the garden, and uh, it's turned out to be a crazy plant. It I, you, you plant a plant; it's supposed to like chill for a couple days while it gets settled in. Well, one day after I planted it, it had grown three inches up the trellis. So I saw uh, your this Facebook thing... post. You were like, "Girl, what you doing?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's out of fast. control. Make make out it up for last summer. Let's go. We got to move it. We got to do it. And then, other than that, uh, I picked, got finally got my general's handbook hard copy. So, um, mm. like everybody, I bought it in the app, and you know, the app is good for for like referencing rules and looking things up. Certainly during a game, it's nice not carry, but I'm one of those ones that when I want to like sit down and absorb something, uh, I'm, you know, classically trained to read a paper book and, you know, just the way I, I absorb words, it's always better. So now that I finally have the, well, this book in hand, uh, starting to really dive into the general's handbook and uh, we've already covered it for two full episodes. Uh, so I'm not going to add anything in my workbench. So that's about it. And after that, I'm no, finally no, 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 enjoying John, real quick, you said that you had a couple of books, you were going to get rid of both rule books, but you kept a general's handbook. Are you not keeping one of your 40K rule books from Indominus? No, that's what I said. I, I have one yeah. whole set of the rule books to, to get if somebody needs them. Oh, John. Because okay. I got two Indominus box sets, and I'm going to keep all the models from both sets, and then uh, just one set of the books. John, right here. Right here. Yeah, but boom. Right First person to say it, you got it. Well, hit me up afterwards. I'll mail it to you. Easy peasy. I'll call you. I'll call you. Okay, cool. Uh, other than that. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, no, I, go ahead, please. I wanted to pop in with one thing just because it came up while, while John was talking. This is a cultural question. You guys notice how, like, some of us, I, I say older guys, like dudes who have been in the games for a long time, we can't ever really get away from having the book open and, like, a piece of and paper next to it. Like, it, like, I grew up on that old, I, I was that 3.5 D&D? I will never be able to do anything with a rule book without having binder paper or printer paper next to me. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's, it's just required. I don't, in case I have to write something down, I got to uh, have a pen and paper there. I'm the bad kind of person that writes in rule books. 
Oh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, I, I have had atrocious handwriting my whole life. Uh, I believe my that. Fa- my favorite experience was, uh, so in fifth grade, uh, I, my teacher had us write a letter to ourselves and he was going to mail it to us when we graduated high school. Um, I got that mailed to me when I graduated high school. I opened it up and it looked like I had written it that year. Basically between fifth grade <laughs> to senior year in high school, I had not improved my handwriting. Garrett, Garrett anyway, there are some things, some things, some stories, probably best kept yeah. for yourself. So, so since, yeah. uh, <laughs> since I'll finish off, <laughs> not my, that, I'll finish off my workbench then to, to offset poor Mr. Garrett. Um, as, as you guys know, I actually uh, went to both trade school and college to be a drafts person. And so I was classically trained in uh, calligraphy, uh, uh, taught how to design fonts on paper. In fact, part of my education was designing my own font and then having to use that font on all the technical drawings that I did in school. So uh, when I choose to, I have beautiful, brilliant writing. And when I'm slopping around, most people can still make out what I'm saying. So I actually have very, very nice writing. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'll add on that because there's always another layer, right? I print everything. But I actually have beautiful cursive because I used to get in trouble a lot in school and used to have to write sentences after sentences in cursive. I will not talk back in class. I will not talk and all these kind of stuff. And in eighth grade, I'm sitting there writing and Sister Mary Evangela, I'm sure God oh, rest her soul because she was an oh, ancient crone at the time, comes oh, by and cracks my hands with a ruler and says, Mr. Zezo, my name at the time, your writing is not very nice. And I looked at her and I said, Sister Mary Evangela, when I leave your class, I am never going to write cursive again. And I stopped writing cursive in eighth grade because of that. <laughs> so with that, I'm enjoying some of the Bailevinny 12 this week. Uh, however, we get that in front of my camera. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Jeremy might have a little something to say about that as well. So I'm going to go a little bit out of order. Uh, what's on your workbench, Jeremy? Uh, apparently cursive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, uh, cursive and bad baseball teams. Yeah, well, for uh, fuck you. And secondly, uh, <laughs> to reiterate, uh, I don't have a problem just using digital copies. I stopped using all physical copies of books, Same. basically. Yeah. It's just like it's been – you know what? I'm getting older. I need to use my memory more, I guess. Like, that's the excuse. Uh, I don't need a crutch anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what's on my I'm almost board? old enough to need crutches, though, so that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, how is mobile not a crutch? Because <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't need to use it that often. Like, yeah. most of the times, people just make me – like, the only times I use it for anything is just when I – like, end a tournament is when people want to see the worst world themselves, and it's just quicker for me to pull it up on my phone. Um, well, luckily, luckily when you play Sylvan F, you got me just shouting you all the rules. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. Yourself. That was that was nice. That was nice. Can you can I just bring you along to all my events so I don't have to deal? Here's Caddy now, Gary. Congratulations. The uh, uh, but on my real workbenches, I'm painting Illuminative right now. Oh. Uh, I got f- about almost five done so far. I'm going very slowly about this, uh, but I'm also assembling Sisters of Battle for. I think that's gonna be my 2020. Um, like build hobby for 40k because i have a fully commissioned painted imperial fist army that just looks amazing that we'll be picking up this week uh for uh ninth edition celebration like that was my treat to myself last year it's taken this long to get it done which is you know i don't have a problem with that because they look just fucking amazing uh thanks to carl Payne's uh, awesome work 
Um, he's also if anybody can do Imperial Fist, it's Carl Payne. Actually, yeah, he yeah, he, real well. He tried a new yellow technique on it. It looks awesome. Um, yeah. He's also making me a display board. And if you don't know anything about Carl, is he makes amazing display boards. Uh, so he's really I'm, talented. I'm really looking for that. For context, the man works in a, basically in a company that makes like uh, robotic characters for, I think TV or something like he. It's very engineering mixed with like art, basically. So it's really uh, I'm really looking. So he's like a, he's like a set designer for TV shows and stuff. I don't know if it's for TV shows specifically. I, I I just know that he he basically designs like robots. I think he might live, actually live in the dream. Studio, live in the studio, dream. Studio Studio Leica. I think he I think they well, contract. One of his him. one of his hobbies outside of of course Warhammer is uh, like speed racing drones. Oh, and he's he one tries, of those guys. He tried explaining it to me, and I was like, dude, like I I couldn't. And John, like I think you would immediately get the vertigo from it. Like it's no, like I, I, a- I actually know all about it and have watched some videos and stuff of it. Um, it, it is outside my capabilities. Like I, I no watched way. it, and I was like, I'm disoriented. <laughs> like holy shit. <laughs> also, uh, speed racing drones is a very expensive hobby. I have a yeah, yeah. A, I'm sure. A I'm sure. Oh, I hit a tree. I Bye-bye. have a family friend who uh, makes custom speed racing drones for people. That's his like business. Uh, he sells those things for like three thousand oh, dollars. Like God. that's like the lowest. No, tier. I can see it. Um, yeah, my so, mom used to own a, an RC hobby shop, so uh, you know, even back in the day, stuff like that was crazy expensive. Nowadays, yeah, well, must the, be insane. The gas-powered RC cars is still a huge business. Wow. I still know mad people who do that out in the valley mostly. Yep. The uh, hobbies don't die very easily. Well, that's for sure. Oh, Honest Games Workshop yeah. tries to kill them. Uh, and then, <laughs> um, so that's my workbench. Is I'm I'm my sister and uh, Luminif. Uh, so I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to add to this. Uh, well, you know, uh, I, I should because I, I'm going to forget by the end of the show. Uh, please tune in on Sundays to watch the stream game with me and Alex. Uh, Alex managed to win one game last Sunday. Yeah, one out of four or five. I will, I will say, for playing better part of Valor, bringing a Sylvaneth list with 15 battle line, unit, 15 battle line hmm. models no, no, was no, no, not no. smart. He had 20 battle line, and he summoned 20 more in the game. No, no he I, had 15. He had 15 and I summoned, five and I summoned oh, 30. Three or five? Yeah, oh, it was three okay. or five, and I summoned 30. But the, the point was that there was no movement when they were summoned, so they could no. never get an objective. So it was just like... Hey. <laughs> no, it was a it was a good educational game with the new battle battle part of Valor. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like we I knew from the get go. But anyway, watch the game, see Alex win. Even though he was complaining about, like you know, how he's gonna lose the game because he made a turn one charge with the rogue idol, and that won him the game. I shouldn't have done that. Game. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was it more like but that was I won you the game. Yeah. No, Oops, I forgot to were... charge. I guess you win, Alex. <laughs> No, it was one of those. Wasn't that won him the game, but it, it definitely like, he didn't need to. He didn't need to yeah, kill all of your battle line. Well, the if problem is that you watch it, it's really funny because like I'm there the, the entire time, totally forgetting that I took his objective turn one, uh, the one in the middle. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh, the math just doesn't work out. Like I've lost. I've nothing I yeah. can do. And then like yeah. I look and I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. Like you color coordinate with the lights and stuff. Yeah, just not all of them work. And so I was like, oh wait, it's blue. Oh wait, I'm blue. Oh wait. Yeah, so <laughs> long, long story short, Alex won. He made a charge that he lamented as being bad, but in retrospect, it was actually a good charge. Yeah. Because uh, Garrett forgets that he was in combat with the Kurnoff Hunters, uh, and I would have yeah. been able to put in three of them in the Hard Boys, uh, which would have probably uh, 
probably you still probably would have killed the um, the unit, uh, but it would have given me an opportunity to get the Kernoff up the middle of the board, and then on my turn would have been able to get into his objective that turn, uh, yes. which that that's like that charge was what won him the game effectively uh, yeah. in in the tempo play. So watch the game. I know I basically revealed all the spoilers. Uh, I mean, I was just but, clearly playing like five D chess there, so you know. But uh, I would, uh, you know, I would greatly appreciate, uh, you know, obviously more viewership for sure, uh, and the and the comments and, and and you know and advice and recommendations what they want to see on the on the stream. Uh, follow me on Twitter, and we already have a poll out for what we're gonna play next weekend. So uh, uh, hit us up. All right, that was like my. That, you know, because I, I always keep forgetting to do this at the end of the show, so I was just like, fuck it, I'll just do it now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You should just always do it now. <laughs> yeah, because uh, by the end of the show, I'm too drunk anyway, so it doesn't really matter. All right. Oh, fuck. Garrett, what's on your fucking workbench? <laughs> so uh, I'm finishing up my the last of my busky cider. Um, mm. So I got my watermelon rosemary here. Oh, oh, oh. I love that. It actually is. You guys not suck. Bad. Look, you know what? Garrett and Alex are on either side of me. I'm going to tell you how much this is about to oh, suck. You know, uh, you know I, mm, well, we haven't gotten to my workbench yet, but you uh, can tell by the Okay, th this is going to. Okay, uh, spoiler alert. This is going to be like how uh, Mr. Meff on his stream is talking about making uh, like spicy. Um, Pepper, uh, pepper peanuts, like like habanero peanuts mm, or something. Milk. Pepsi milk. No, there was there was. He was also looking at making the uh, like ghost pepper peanuts, and I'm like, yeah, mm, that, delicious. That'll just murder me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So the, the watermelon <laughs> rosemary is actually surprisingly good. It's a nice light flavor to it. Um, and then I'll be finishing up the the tonight with a bribe uh, the current. It's a it's a hard cider with black currants in it. Um, also from Busky. Uh, you know, Busky's uh, down in Richmond. Can I make a quick observation here? I know you didn't have any meetings today because you're not wearing a vest or a jet or a shirt. Me? <laughs> yeah. You think you I just noticed that. Down? I it's just noticed that. <laughs> when have I ever had a meeting? Well, no. Yep. See, you know it's not laundry day because on laundry day I wear my button-up shirts. Got it. For the record, yeah, Garrett is it. wearing a shirt. No sense rushing over to the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, 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 we have not set up the OnlyFans account yet. Uh, Alex is uh, too slow on that. He, he's trying to collect enough bath water to sell it. Oh my! <laughs> you gotta get that French bath water going. I I told you. I told you. Oh, I get man. it. You're trying to conserve. I, you're trying to do it for the environment. You're trying to stay green, Jeremy. You, you gotta take a shower every day for us to get enough water. You can't go every. What, other what do you day. got there, Garrett? What What is that? Yeah. So I also just recently <laughs> got myself um, three boxes of Phoenix Guard. Oh, oh no, you monster. What? I've been, I've been borrowing James's Phoenix Guard forever, but he doesn't have banners and drums. So mm -hmm. I've just been like, yeah, they have a banner, obviously, whenever I play with them. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the last one to die. <laughs> the last, yeah, correct, correct answer. Yeah, so um, I now I bought my own 30. Uh, just because Phoenix Guard are disgusting, they're really good. I, I've yep. had a blast using them. So um, I'm going to start. I just got these yesterday, and I got myself my glue came in right before the podcast. Oh. So I can did actually they, uh, start building that. Did they went up in points in GHB 2020? And even no, though. they did not. They, they shouldn't. 160 for 10 is perfect. They, they yeah, they're fine at what they're at. Wow, really? They're, they're 160 for 10? 
Yeah, they're good. They're a solid point. They shouldn't go less. There's no way in hell they should go less. If they go less, it's obvious. Awful. Well, I, I don't know, because I, I look at Volkites, and Volkites are basically the same unit. Uh, and they're, what, 140 now for 10? Uh, Volkites don't have the 4-up the field. Yeah, but they have two wounds. They're on average the same amount of... Uh, they're, That's true. Uh, well, have I have twice save. as many attacks. That... Oh, they're they're three. They're four attacks above. No, oh, they're two. That's right. You're you're one forty for ten. Yeah, one forty for ten. Cool. And they're sorry. We're now having a slightly yeah. AOS. Uh, John, you're on mute. Uh, we're slightly we're having a um, slightly uh, offshoot the non sequitur. I was just curious because Phoenix cards are an amazing fucking unit. So, but I'm yeah, still shocked they're one sixty. <laughs> All right. uh, the other nice sorry. thing about Phoenix card is the anointed nearby gives them bravery immunity. So you can take a big block of that's right. Any that's unit. a huge one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so got to build my Phoenix guard. Uh, I mean, I've been building towards my cities. I got my 60 dark shards ready to be painted. Um, huh. I'm going to get these. Really? Built. You're building a list you and I played in TTS? I mean, I've been building that list physically even before COVID hit. I've been like planning on playing. It'd be really fun against for- Lumineth. I-, I don't know how it would do against a dedicated co- a combat army. Yeah, um, I got my fulminators. Uh, I got so I got those. I think oh, I showed them earlier. Full list. Yeah, I, I actually have the models to make my full list. Um, but uh, so that's what I've been. I'm going to start working on these. Uh, other than that, uh, what I have been working on, uh, starting now that the GHB uh, FAQ has come out and we yeah. have the new points, I will be running my tabletop simulator event. So I've been advertising that and getting that ready to go. Um, and then I've been... Wait, wait, what, what was that you told me about some kind of tabletop simulator server with 10,000 games or something? Yeah, so I just recently... I've been looking into starting 40K 9th edition. I, I'm excited for the new edition. I've been kind of getting a little uh, just sluggish through Age of Sigmar, like not very excited about a lot of things, and I kind of want to feel excited again. And so I figured during COVID, I may as well play 40K on Tabletop Simulator. So I reached out to some communities and I joined, uh, it's called Tabletop Simulator 40K Discord mm-hmm. server. And it has 26,000 members when 10,000 were online at any given moment. Yep. It's a very active server. And I'm really excited to get into it. I'm probably going to wait till this weekend once the book drops and the actual points drop so that I can actually build some real lists without going off leaks. But uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'm, I have my orcs and my sisters going on, and I'm going to be practicing in Tabletop Simulator and maybe start getting, like, buying some Mortifers for sisters. Uh, my, it's, uh, I've seen that uh, Burna Bombers are really good in orcs. And so I got some new models I might be picking up and might start finishing painting my orcs and sisters and getting things done. Um, so that's what I'll be working on in the future. I got to see what works. Um, I don't want to commit to anything until I can actually get... Uh, something solid that I want to work with on. But yeah, so that's what I've been going on. Uh, so Alex, I saw you have a tasty beverage earlier that John. Yeah, you know, I do have a tasty beverage. In fact, I actually have uh, a picture, <laughs> a, a picture to my tasty beverage. Um, this is a mix of um, vodka well, and well, soda. Well, the well, worst. Um, damn it! I, I hate you both. Just, it was. I thought it was just strawberry flavored bath water. No, no, no. So it's not strawberry. <laughs> it's certainly not bath water. So, so it is uh, vodka and soda water and a little bit of lime and agave nectar and uh, watermelon, which uh, it's, it's one almost of, healthy. One of our hosts is uh, <laughs> deadly allergic to. So that's an abnormal amount of fruit in there. Like that's a lot of watermelon. Normal people don't put do that. 
That's that's oh, there's no. something wrong with you. Normal it's very disturbing. I feel this is a personal it. attack. Well, John, comparatively, <laughs> comparatively, you put zero watermelon in everything. So yeah, that's true. This is true. It's always uh, going to so, look like a lot. So so actually, this is okay. I, I'm actually not so traumatized that I can't see a watermelon. Uh, so I appreciate the social distance. And uh, the truth be told, <laughs> when, we, when we go out and about in the real world, Alex is always one of the best at actually looking ahead and looking out and making sure that we don't, you know, wander into a watermelon festival or something by accident. So, uh, <laughs> however, however uh, there's much forgiveness however, in my heart for this. Am I right not now. allowed? Am I not allowed then to hold like half of a watermelon? in my hand and like just with a spoon just eat it during the podcast it's a no it's a hard <laughs> no no i'm saying I, I have no issue it's social distance it's okay Alex, what about a melon baller you know ice cream scoop. oh yeah use an ice cream scoop. absolutely you put a little bit of tahini on it uh-huh mm. yeah that's okay good. okay someday i'll just show you how to drink a pims and uh, you'll enjoy yourself way more than i enjoy yeah, pims. you, you, you gotta start paying back a certain debt about a certain bottle before you go showing anybody how to do anything Ooh, you still haven't done that oh that's very overdue Oh yeah! It, oh yeah! That is very obvious. Oh, he just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered. Yeah, I was like, I "Told you, I forget. It, I remember everything." I told. I mean, I don't. I need somebody to remind me. I'm a like. I just like. There's just, just some things that are just not prioritized in my brain. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not a big deal. I remember, <laughs> yeah. You know. The uh, the worst part is I haven't been back to California in almost like what two years now. Like, oh, holy really, shit! Really? It, it hasn't yeah, been since, since the BAO. Uh, the BAO. That's what I was gonna say. Yes, yeah, a full year and a quarter. Yeah, yeah, because so, it didn't happen this year, so that eh, sucks. Yeah. Oh, wait, did you go to the SoCal? No, you didn't go to the SoCal Open, did you? I did go to SoCal Open. You did? That was last yes. November. Yeah, yeah, I, I won. won. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, won. I won that. What the fuck What's was up? that? Oh, did you win that? I, I heard, yeah, I heard a little, like, my super tinny Is somebody voice, playing like, the, t- the t- salt-powered... Uh, I, was try- I was trying to get some salt-powered robot into my mic, but it, uh, it is not... For those of you who don't know, to be honest... Look at- mm-hmm. Go on. I was going to say, to be honest, we should really replace that app with uh, Alex's voice and some lines from my Twitch Why? No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Why not okay. both? Now, now I'm going yeah, to mm. watch my fucking mouth in the stream. <laughs> yeah. Just we got to release a version two with Alex and Vince. So hang on. I'm going to try to. Okay, there it is. It's right. For, so for people, for people who don't know, if you look on the top. I guess it would be the top left of John's screen. That is an app based on some very spicy comments I made uh, in a in an old group chat we were all a part of on Facebook. Uh, yes, not not my finest hours. <laughs> the, the beauty is that there was board. nearly a hundred sound bites out of a single conversation, and it was for those that uh, that use the messenger. Everybody, you know, everybody, most people do voice to text. In this conversation, voice did voice to vo- Vince did voice to voice, literally sending sound bites as his comments in an impassioned 40k conversation. Uh, so beautiful 40k sound bites out of that. And uh, I just tried playing some, but they don't come through the mic. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, do not. So but, at, uh, at this point in time, you either have the app. Or you don't. It's gone. It's gone. It was a limited edition, you guys. It was a limited edition. So uh, you, you know what's know funny is me and Casey actually did pretty well out of selling that. Yeah, you guys made made, yeah. made some good. We we made a little That's chunk a little chunk of change out of that. I, I have the only free copy. Like like yeah. literally, it, it was unable to be released on Apple, and yeah. so I had to give uh, Garrett developer access to my specific phone 
so he could put the app on there. It was no, awesome. I actually, I actually got it released on Apple. Yeah, oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I, awesome. have to, I have to re, I have to re up my uh, developer credentials to get it back on the store. Is okay. It, also, oh, actually, I you had to it. delete some of the Spicy Boy stuff too, right? Oh yeah, no. The issue was is even though I set it to uh, seventeen and up for adult content, the fact that the screenshots had a lot of uh, adult yep. language on it, they're like no, and I'm like, but I, but oh, my, oh, my the screenshots you submitted. <laughs> my my explicit. My favorite is, section is a very is kind of near the middle that I call the wall of fucks. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I, um, I will do that sometimes at work. Uh, you know, just kind of uh, run through a whole series of yeah. them out in the lab. Uh, guaranteed to bring chuckles from my coworkers. Yeah, we, we have we have fuck off, fuck off two, fuck shit, fuck you, fuck you two, fuck you three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah. wall of fucks. The wall of fucks. Yeah. Yeah, or like, I don't fucking care. You can add those ones to it. And then you get to like 10, 11, 12. Oh, no. I, there's a solid 30 of them that have F-bombs in them. In, in the wording, if not the name directly. You should, uh, you should really look into getting your own, like, uh, like you're the Lewis Black of Warhammer 40K, basically. Uh, I, I don't want to go. The, I, a, Lewis Black is a genius, and I'm nowhere near that level. Um, but one of my favorite stand-up artists, honestly. Like, it, it's like, I go it's way like, back with Lewis Black. It, it's just like screamo anger. And like it was like so righteous. Not on this. Is on this Oh, that's true. That's, but Sorry, Joe, Joe doesn't scream. Sorry, Joe. Joe, Joe doesn't scream or curse. Who <laughs> no, doesn't? He just gets no. love. Uh, but yeah. what is on my workbench? I actually have quite a bit besides this great tasting watermelon drink. Um, <laughs> um, right now, I'm in this weird like prelude to too much on my workbench, and. I should be preparing more than I actually am, but I'm not. So that means that I'm going to be inundated, which means that I'm not going to know really what to do. So it's going to take everything a lot longer here. So I have been talking to a lot of my really good painting friends. I've talked a little bit to our friend Adrian from Tabletop, Tabletop Titans. I've talked a lot in length with uh, our good friend Israel Sanchez. In fact, I called him when I was at Guardian Games, which is a game store down the street from me. I was like, I, I was walking with my fiance and I said, Jamie, we're going to go in. I need to get a few paints. I'm gonna call Israel, I'm gonna get advice about one paint. I was on the phone with him for 25 minutes in there. She was a champ. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I've got a lot of theories and I've got these two different color schemes for my new dynasty that I'm gonna do. One of them is definitely gonna be vaporware uh, or vaporwave and, or synthwave. And then the other one is gonna be that, uh, like a little bit of a, like a, uh, jade style Necron color. So I'm gonna do both of, one of both of those. I'm, I don't want to build up a bun uh, another go. unit of immortals, so I'm going to wait. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to I'm going to wait, and I'm going to uh, really try to make sure that I can get a uh, you know a um, uh, color scheme, or, or I'm going to use the minis from the Indominus set for the test because I have like 120 Necron warriors. I don't fucking need 40 more warriors. So um, <laughs> you know I'm going to use my Necron warriors and maybe some other stuff to do the test schemes that I need to do. That's a big project. I'm going to get two Indominus. Kits this week. That's going to be a lot on its own. Um, in addition to that, you know, we have some changes to the general's handbook, like we've talked about in these last few episodes. And uh, and now you guys, oh boy, want me, you know what? Now you guys make me want to actually put as my background the scheme. It's not that type of vaporware. It's a vaporwave. It's actually um, someone else took a made a photoshopped version of a Kinetic Reanimator, and it's similar but it's very different. And uh, I'm actually gonna pull it up and make it my background for you guys real quick. 
so you can take a look at what I'm gonna to try to achieve because I thought it was someone's actual scheme. And then very recently, as in a few days ago, someone had told me, and I was corroborated with Israel that no, it was in fact someone who just photo used Photoshop and made a you know new photo out of the reanimator with a very unique color scheme. So I felt a little silly finding that out, but uh, you know, I'm gonna just try to work with it and I'm gonna try my best to test out a very particular color scheme and it's gonna be pretty great. But uh, you know, while I pull that information up, I, I gotta say, I am also gonna start, um, you know, the General's Handbook, we knew, like, like John said, there's been two separate episodes where we've talked in length about it. But we knew that there was gonna be an FAQ coming with the more recent uh, battle tomes that came out for Age of Sigmar, basically since the last battle tome or since the last General's Handbook. There haven't been point updates for a lot more of the more recent armies. Um, a lot of armies got updated. Um, you know, the Demon Fire Rift, like we had talked, uh, well, we, we had talked about in the stream, Demon Fire Rift went up in points, but the mechanics of it did not change at all. There were some small changes for Seraphon. OBR actually got point decreases for some of the more elite units, but Petrofec Elite, which was the subtraction that myself and probably majority of Ossiac Bone Reaper players used. 100% of people played. 100% of people played. Literally yeah, every single person who's ever been to a event has played. When you have a subtraction that just gives a flat plus one save to all your units, you're going to use it. Hey, can uh, I have that for my guardsmen? <laughs> no. So, so <laughs> what they did is they changed it to reroll ones in the combat phase and said, instead it was plus one armor save or add one to save rolls. Now it's reroll ones in combat or you know, in the combat phase weapons. itself, which is a, against melee weapons, which is a massive change. In addition to that, uh, you would normally use the shield core battalion anyways, which was basically giving you a free reroll ones for your unit anyways, or at least your, your Mortec guard. So it's a redundant ability. Um, the command, the, the, the command ability with that subtraction doesn't, it doesn't give you enough to actually want to do that. So I am going to continue playing Ossiarch Bone Reapers. And specifically, I'm going to be switching on over to likely, well, m less likely is Null Myriad, much more likely. In fact, 99% more likely is going to be uh, the um, Praetorians, specifically uh, I, I forgot. It's something Praetorians is, is in the it's, name. Uh, it's Mortis Praetorians? Mortis, Mortis, Mortis Praetorians. Praetorians. It's Catacrosis Legion himself. It's the, the is, it, is it Praetorians or Praetorians? Uh, I, always, I pronounce knows. it as Praetorians. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so we have that going on and we... Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna build like a. There's a very particular type of list. I want to make a specific video on how OBR players are gonna deal with the new normal. Uh, it's gonna be coming out in a couple of weeks, I would say. But uh, instead, I've already been talking about. And if you guys have listened to the, or watched a few of the video casts or listened to a few of the podcasts, you would know that I am. I've been flirting with the idea of a non-death army for a while. I have not in Age of Sigmar ever gone out of the Grand Alliance death. And I was looking at a couple of different options between a few. Uh, primarily, you know, I was looking at order and I was looking at chaos. Now, Zinch was very tempting. Zinch was incredibly tempting. But the problem with Zinch is that I hate the models. The models are dumb. I mean, you guys can try to convince me otherwise, or you could say, Alex, you're totally wrong. But what? Or Horrors in third edition, I think third edition in 3.5 and whatever, and even fourth edition 40K, those demon models were some of the best lesser demon models you will ever see. 
best sculpts. 40K, Age of Sigmar, Warhammer Fantasy, doesn't matter. Those demonettes were awesome. Those horrors were awesome where they're like coming in and out of each other. Um, those plague bearers were awesome. They're all really cool looking models. Anything before that, uh, not a really big fan of. But, and, and for the models that came after that, they look pretty good. Current plague bearers look awesome. Current bloodletters, I'm a big fan of. Demonettes, yeah, they're pretty good looking. Ah, the, the horrors. I fucking hate the horrors. They look very orky with like beaks on them too. They just look like something out of like a Blizzard game. Yeah, they, they're not what I pictured when I read the stories. And like my, you like me, you read a lot of the fiction and that's yeah. not the description I got from reading them in the stories. Whenever I think, whenever I read about Zeech models and I'm not the biggest, but reading, reading hard for Krug, um, I always imagine them as kind of like demented water elementals with the, with the, the two face thing that you always see from the acting schools. You know what I mean? I, that, uh, that, kind of, that kind of the Jan, I think it's called the Janus face. Is I think the, what it's oh, called, that yeah, one. Yeah. The, the two split, the split. You got it. Face. It's kind of, they're kind of opposite. Yeah. The, uh, so to be honest, like if I, <laughs> I, I do agree, the horse have been dated. Uh, I wish all the horrors looked like changeling models. I think the changeling for me is what represents a horror model. Uh, and he's from a, what I would think is a horror from a Zinch, a Zinch and uh, But I think uh, you're all wrong. Uh, <laughs> the Zinch models are fucking amazing. I'll give you an example. The Munilith Vortex Beast, amazing model. Lord of Change, amazing model. Carrick Acolyte, amazing models. I mean, yes. I fucking love the Carrick Acolytes. I don't care if they have eight pack abs, it's unrealistic on anybody. Honestly, but it's Zangors are model. dope models too. Zangors, Zangors are great. Uh, and and then you know if you don't if you want to mix in some cool ass uh, Warcry models, uh, the Zinchent uh, Warcry band is really cool looking. Uh, so like I, I I don't know what you guys are smoking. Like I love Munilith War uh, War Beast. I think it's one of the coolest uh, model games Workshop ever made. Who doesn't like a monster with a bunch of giant tentacles reaching out to uh, you know claim its victims? Uh, the model that proves the exception that proves the rule. That's all I'll say on that one. I just think you guys just hate horrors, which is fine. But yeah, silver... well, I'm, I'm going to hate horrors when a 200 point mo a unit, or now 200 and what, 40 point 20, unit? No, 220 point unit is 100 fucking wounds. Um, but that's, that's a mechanic that's... of the game. That's on the model. That's a mechanic of the game. 50 wounds. Blah, blah, blah. And Gun Summoner. Gun Summoner, this, model. This is the model. This is the type of thing when I, when I said Vaporwave. It's got the very that's high. That's actually more cyberpunk blues. than Vaporwave. Yeah. Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Synth, synth wave was also described to me, was, it, was the term to use. So That's you know a lot of a lot of very proper OSL, not like some shitty lazy OSL, which is like seventy five plus percent that you would see. I'm going to take a lot more diligent care with how I'm going to be painting this these types of models. That is one of the two color schemes that I'm going to try to. I want to rotate with. that because you got it, you got it reverse cell phone cammed uh, on your background right now. Well, I'm not using a cell phone cam, so no. The uh, I was going to make it, uh, Alex. If you do that paint scheme this year. You better be ready for people to tell you. So, are you like, are you a fan of Cyberpunk 2077? Because oh, yeah, like, I'm gonna be like, no, just dude, finish it before October, and they can't talk shit. Yeah, of course <laughs> they will. Oh, oh, how does that? Come on. No, you have to just, just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I say, read the Wikipedia page. You'll be fine. You, but You'll guys, fine. he has video evidence that this was not Cyberpunk inspired. Absolutely. So there you go. That's all I need to know. So, okay. so that's like, what do you think the point of a it, podcast is? Yeah. So that's one record. thing. Um, so for what, what, yeah. what I have it's, in my it's workbench. It's just a record of you being right so you can flex on people, duh. 
Exactly. So what I have is on, on my workbench is I am bracing for impact for the Indominus release because I'm going to have a lot of things to build. Granted, I'm probably going to have to get rid of a lot of the warriors. I don't really need two overlords. I have plenty at home. Um, I'm going to need some of the new things. I'm definitely excited about the Scorpac destroyers, but from the most part, I'm not going to need all those warriors. So uh, a lot of test uh, test schemes to figure out. And then, of course, I am starting, uh, hence the dinosaur visor uh, presented by Outer Rim Headwear. Um, I am going to be playing a Seraphon army. That is the army that I decided for myself for Age of Sigmar outside of a death army. So I uh, had a really, as, as you guys may know, I've been playing a lot of Total War been doing a lot of things since I got my uh, computer set up, my desktop set up, and I have played a uh, high off campaign, a techless one. I've done a uh, Von Karstein one where I was able to confederate all the legendary lords, so it was fantastic, including the ones that aren't available in single player initially. Um, and then I played, uh, I redid my Cetra campaign. That was the hardest one for me to play on hard yeah. mode. Um, but after all that, the fun, the most fun I've had, but initially the most boring was my Krokgar camp. Krokgar, yep. Yeah. He's in a weird corner of the map. He yeah. takes forever to really get going. You just get, it's a, such an annoying initial grind at the is beginning. Is that the Seraphon or is that the other undead dude? No, Krokgar is a, yeah, he's a lizard man. He's a he's lizard a, man. He's, he's a, a Seraphon. Okay. So, yeah. so when yeah. you look at the artwork for a Carnosaur, a um, old blood on Carnosaur, that is actually Krokgar's model. Like yeah. that is 100% color scheme, 100% same thing. He's got the little infinity gauntlet that he's pointing out with. Um, it is the correct model as Krokgar, the legendary lord. Krokgar is also uh, one of the most savage individual legendary lords. Once you get to, once you hit that max rank 30, oh my, Krokgar beats half armies by himself. Well, wow. once you get a, once you get a, a Grimlock, his, uh, yes. his, his, his yep. T-Rex, his Carnosaur. Yep. It gets real nutty real fast. Um, he, uh, ooh, oh, I got my own little Carnosaur here now, or one of them. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I uh, I got really excited, so I'm gonna start Seraphon up, and I've been looking Chameleon at this. skinks. Oh no, they're, they're okay. Not as good since the most recent Battle Town. But I have a couple of different lists. I've talked to Jeremy in length about them. Uh, my other fellow hosts have already heard me talking and deliberating about a few things here and there. And yeah, we're really excited to get things started up with, uh, with that. I'm gonna get a few special 3D prints done, and <laughs> we have a little invasion by one of my cats. And uh, yeah, I was yeah, looking at some of the ones you showed. Uh, I've actually seen in person as the substitutes before. Yeah, so it'll be really fun. It'll be it'll be a really good time, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna be something I'm, I don't have nearly as much kind of priority taken towards. Like I want to put them on the table, and I want to go down to Jeremy's dungeon and share some bath water and bring the Seraphon out for that. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to, you know, build up a lot of more of the Necrons, but I'm still excited about Seraphon. And I've been looking at lists and, and they, they look pretty fun. So we're going to do that. But, uh, you know, that'll of course come with time. We of course have Vince on, you know, executive producer of the Wide World of Wargaming, creator of the Wide World of Wargaming. And we want to have a conversation with him because there's some big changes coming around with the Wide World of Wargaming, of course. Yep. And, you know, we have a lot to talk about. So we, we, we do Vince. have, we got some things. We got some things. <laughs> Vince, uh, you know, of course, we've known about the Wide World of Game, Wargaming. You've been a part of it. We started splitting up the segments about 10 episodes in. What made you initially start this, this, uh, this organization? 
so anybody who knows me know that I the, knows that I am physically incapable of shutting the fuck up ever for any reason. It's just <laughs> it is it is not a skill that I possess. I I'm a chatterbox. I I have been playing games my entire life. I, frankly, I have heard lesser people, both players and broadcasters, uh, start podcasts in in you know many communities, and I thought that. I wanted to do something better than what I was hearing. Um, now I was, I've been a broadcaster for, I'm going to argue seven of the last 10 years. I did it while I was at St. John's. I did it working for Calyx for four and a half years. And now including the wide world of war gaming, I've done it for about seven years total. Um, and I just love it. I love, you know, having com in complex in-depth conversations about topics that matter to me, ranging from sports to politics, to gaming, to television, to movies. I don't care. I just need an excuse to talk. And that was what this was originally was I had, I wanted, I needed to express myself. That's, I think we can agree. That's why most of us got involved with this. You know, yeah. like I, I'm the talky guy, but Alex is not known for forever holding back his opinion. Jeremy sure as fuck isn't known for holding back his opinion. I need not introduce the most interesting man in wargaming, John Fairhelm. You know, I, I knew good people and I wanted to give them an opportunity to, to put their opinions out into the world. And I felt like we put together a good crew to do that. Shout out Garrett Mulroney also. Don't want to, you know, just the quieter of the bunch. He's the man, he's the man behind the curtain. <clears throat> he, he's the uh, man behind the curtain. Actually, no, you know what? I'll take that back. You got to get Garrett drunk. That's the specific thing. Because both Garrett and his brother, Logan, they are... Does, okay, no, I, I, no. I do have to check. Not does your quiet, brother people. have a wooden leg? He does not have what? a wooden does, leg. Does he have a wooden leg? I have never seen... I, I have seen people drink. He's a monster. Oh, God. Not well. Ooh. Logan on 10 drinks is me at 3 drinks. Like, yeah. Like, well, Logan can get drunk. Let's just say that. Logan knows how to get drunk. Logan knows how He's to get drunk. He's not a drunk. He's not a drunk. Yeah. He can get drunk. So There's there was a big a, difference there. there. LVO. There was an LVO where we were on the high roller. And, you know, when you go to the beer package, the high roller in Las Vegas, which is a really big encapsulized Ferris wheel, and you can pay a little bit more, especially in the evening time, and they have an open bar, and you have a 35-minute loop from the entire Ferris wheel ride to get in, see a great view of Las Vegas, and you have this open bar. Of course, you are highly recommended to and absolutely should be tipping your yep. uh, person. And, you know, sometimes you tip a little bit more, you might get a little bit more booze. So, you know, it's one of those things where you always want to get your money's worth in Vegas. So there was a year where myself, Paul McKelvey, and Logan, we were among the rest of our overall group, but we all said, hey, let's all figure out how, how many drinks we can realistically fit without like purposefully shooting drinks and seeing how many drinks we have after the, the loop. You know, it wasn't a specific competition, but we all wanted to kind of experiment and see how far along things were. Now, these were full kind of like well drinks. Uh, Paul and I tied, we had seven drinks in 35 minutes. And we were like, hey, with how, with how much a cocktail costs in Vegas, we got our money's worth. Absolutely. Then we look over to Logan and we're like, Logan, how much did you do? We did, we did, we did seven. He's like, so before you answer, just remember, my brother is a poor grad student of an engineering degree. So damn right, this guy who gets paid less than minimum wage yeah. is going to get his money's worth on out this of an open Out of an open bar. <laughs> and he knows the optimal method of getting the most out of his money 
He engineered oh, it. He engineered it. <laughs> so now, how many drinks did he have, Alex? Okay, so he's, uh, we're, we're talking, uh, Paul and I are already done. We're about to walk out. And of course, you could walk out with a drink that you had. Uh, he still got a drink. Uh, Logan does. So I'm like, oh shit, maybe really, maybe he's a little less than seven. And so we asked him, we're like, hey man, uh, how many do you have? And he's like, oh, uh, I've had 13. And yep. I was like, really? Including that one? <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, 14. And I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Hey. Okay. How you feeling there, dude? Like, you know, like Logan also, is about Logan is about that life. Uh, also, yeah. keep in mind, like, he's a fairly tall human being. He's a big dude. He's, he's a big dude. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But like, even but then, I mean, he's only what two inches taller than Alex? Maybe. Yeah. Not yeah. He's like two or three. Two or three. Two yeah. or three. Yeah. He's a little bit he's taller. He's about two inches. He's, no, he's about two inches taller than Alex. Yeah, but two inches yeah, taller. I can't tell. Mean, you guys are all giants when I look at you. Yeah, but two inches taller doesn't mean that you can somehow handle twice as much booze with no sweat, right? Nope. Like, well, we, we, we do come from a family of Irish alcoholics, so... Oh, uh, well, that's uh, that's not a good positive highlight on this. <laughs> yeah, now, wait, wait, I gotta, I, I, I'm noticing something. Was that the year of Jeremy's background there? Was that the year of New Vince? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. yeah, I think so. I, I think, think it so. was. I think it was. <laughs> well, so, you know, Vince, Vince, the, Vince. The new Vince story, I do not, I, we don't need to make fun of me for being broke again. Thank you. No, no, no. New, so, new Vince was not making fun of you. New Vince was the way that the one member of our team that was unable to join us that year due to personal circumstances was able to come along. And I would argue that, like we see there in Jeremy's background, that the images of New Vince have had more fun than any of us had that year. <laughs> and the legend lives on in how much fun that New Vince had that legend, year. So that was that, not that was not mocking. That was honored love of a dear friend. That image of me is more famous already than I will ever be personally. <laughs> well, only because oh, Jeff man. Robinson's holding it. Know, <laughs> you, still, you still have time, uh, Vincent. You still got many years. We, we can only hope. Um, but uh, back on back on topic because I am the master of starting tangents and then letting yes, other people run away with it's them. It's totally okay. Um, so so yeah, tell us a little bit about you know. Well, you've given us a good answer about why you started. Because I, I knew I I knew smart people and I thought they deserved the chance to speak to the community and and spread their knowledge. You know that that's what I remember. I remember it was like what twenty months ago. If we we're to get down to it, about twenty months ago. Vince, you approached me and, you know, uh, expressed the idea of Wide World of Wargaming. And uh, I had been, you know, interviewed on some podcasts at that point. But I, my interest in being in a regular podcast was about zero. And um, at, when you were talking to me at first, you're talking about a weekly commitment to a podcast. I'm like, no way. How this is not this is not even possible. But you know what? I'm not going to be the one that shuts this down because if it works, it's going to be interesting. So uh, that's what I say is, is I would not be here. I would not be out in the world of podcasting uh, if you would not in approach me then. And I will say that I've enjoyed it. This has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to have a platform. This has been an amazing thing that you've created. I think the wide world of war gaming, uh, which honestly is going forward, you know, to be clear mm -hmm. to all of our listeners, yes. This is not the end of the wide world of Absolutely Wargaming. Not. Absolutely At 75 not. episodes, the Age of Sigmar crew is ending our show.
but the wide world of wargaming is going to go on many more years. Vince, what is the future of wide world of uh, wargaming hold for us? Well, as, as always, when a situation arises, you either adapt or die. Um, there, this is always, you are in a constant process of learning. And one of the things I have learned is that probably the single brand operating entirely may have been a mistake and that I should have done better with allowing the different segments to grow individually under the umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are working towards that as far as what 40 K is doing and what X wing is going to do. Um, there is going to be a little rebranding involved, but it will still be operating under that umbrella. Uh, by the way, if you guys do decide in six weeks, you want to come back, you know, I'll take you. Um, <laughs> I might be a guest on so. occasion. Oh yeah. Look, anytime I can use any of you, well, most of you, Jeremy, um, <laughs> I'm more than happy, I'm more than happy to, uh, let Man. you guys come back. Um, uh, but you know, this Alex, Alex will never will aggro his sin is a uh, bridesmaid uh, syndrome. Don't worry about it. What the fuck is that supposed to mean, dude? <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is lob a grenade and people just start going at each other. I love that. All right, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's just a it's a constant process of reflection and evaluation, and there will always be adjustments that need to be made. We are looking at adding in other systems. That's always been the plan, yeah. Alex. You know, we yeah. talked about this half a dozen times. Yes. Um, I think it's safe to say that were it not for COVID, probably some of, some of what has transpired may not have happened, but I can't speak to that. I was not involved in certain internal uh, deliberations, which is, you know, I don't care about that. I wish you guys know. I want everyone to know this. As the founder and executive producer, I wish these guys – I have nothing but love for these guys, and I wish them nothing but the best. They all oh, deserve yeah. to have their own show – they are great content creators. I think they are going to do great things. That's it. End of, end of story with that. I want, to, I want everyone to know there is no beef. You know what I mean? Thank you. Oh, Thank you, right. Vince. Yeah, there, there is no beef. This is, this is never, <clears throat> just to keep it out in the open, this has never been about any internal turmoil or beef or anything like that. Like, that doesn't actually exist behind the scenes no. in Wide World of Wargaming or anything. Like, like literally, if we're going to get down it, like, the closest we get to beef is maybe be showing some pictures of some grilling going on and Alex getting offended when that happens. But other than that, there, okay, there's nothing going on. on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Also, but, but the reality is, the reality is that, uh, you know, we have, in the Age of Sigmar show, uh, have really been struggling, if we're to be honest about it, uh, for content under the uh, sort of definition of what our show was created to be. Yeah. And we felt that, we wanted to end while we were still strong and everything was good and start something new that was uh, more appropriate uh, with current times and looking into uh, a brighter future. And so uh, much has been said, this has never been about tension or turmoil. This is a uh, growth of us four, but at the same time, uh, we still have great and deep love for the folks at Wide World of Wargaming. That is, uh, you know, will always be near and dear to my heart. I mean, by God, 75 motherfucking episodes. That Fuck shit yeah. better be near and dear to hey, my heart. Hey. I, I only hope that In Your Phase makes it to 75 episodes because, you know, that's the thing. For those of you that don't know out in the podcast world, there are literally millions of podcasters, yeah. uh, millions of podcasts, uh, tens of millions of people listening to podcasts every day. There is only a small percentage of podcasts that make it past episode 12. To make it all the way to 75 puts us in the upper 
few percentage points. I actually tried to look up the number and I couldn't find a stable enough number to make a claim, but we'll just say that we're in the upper 10% of all podcasts to even have lasted through 75 episodes. So it is an amazing achievement for both the crew on the Age of Sigmar segment, for Vince, the executive producer. People don't know how much influence he has behind the scenes on this show as our executive producer, as well as the 40K group, as well as the X-Wing group. Uh, Amazing achievement, Vince. Uh, None of it happens without you. I read a lot of websites every day. Let's let's put it that way. I have a lot of Facebook page, email newsletters, and a lot of uh, a lot of reading to do every morning when I wake up. Less as of well, I shouldn't say less. For a while, it was less as of late, but the last couple weeks, it's been, uh, you know, it's fast and furious. Um, okay. With, with Ninth Ed coming out for forty k, we obviously are. Unfortunately, we we are going to have to set that aside for a little while just due to life circumstances among the crew. Um, I, you know, Michael Schwartz is going to be moving is moving to uh, over near uh, Garrett. Actually, moved. Yeah. He has actually been He's living moved. here. That's for right. Three weeks. So now. fast. Um, him <clears throat> and his lovely wife Sarah and the Schwartzling, as they're calling him. Um, and then uh, me and Ben are going to round this out to seventy five. Uh, I'm keeping. We're going to keep in touch about when I can put together a third and a fourth guy. And X-Wing is going to roll on. Um, That's the one that I have the most direct uh, control over as it is the game I play basically on a daily basis. I interact with that community on a daily basis. Not to say that I don't with 40K, um, but, you know, it's it's just – it's like I said, I stepped back from 8th edition. And that probably – Ninth is a brave new world. Ninth is going to be different. Um, not as different as I think a lot of people are, are, are hoping or expecting, but it is going to be different. I very much look forward to not seeing games decided by the bottom half of turn one. I'll put it that way. Uh, unfortunately, uh, based on the early, uh, coming as of England, uh, the Twitters I've seen that there's a, about a 70% winning rate for first turn players right now in that page. Uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see Why do you got to come in here and bum everyone out? Yeah. I'm not bumming one, everybody out. I'm just he's, saying like it's just Le it's Bogeyman, just... Le Bogeyman. There Jeremy, he is. Got, That's why he's doing it. Jeremy, I, I think it's safe to say that in almost every edition we've ever played in the beginning, shooting armies have an advantage. It is inherently easier to run a gun line. I don't think it, I don't think that statement was purely shooting. It's just that on a smaller board, even like fast assault armies with turn one advantage usually win the game. No, you're um, not any closer together. You just have a smaller deployment zone. You you, you have a you have a smaller uh, backline, so shooting that based is armies. That's a fantastic would, point. Holy shooting armies that would normally shit. deploy behind the back line of your your front deployment zone now have to be closer. Yeah, it's okay, actually okay. a lot harder. It, it's, to so it really really the difference is, is how you deploy your. Or at least from I can only speak for me. Let me let me cut that off. I can only speak as a guard player, and y'all know I don't play nothing but guard. That's it, treads and boots. That's all I got. But you know I'm a big Necron player, by the way. Bullshit. <laughs> um, you got a big Necron the army now. Yeah, the huge. No, everyone he's tells huge, John he's got the biggest army. He's a huge Necron player, and it's going to be beautiful. A beautiful Necron army. Um, but Actually, it's. It's gonna be. It is gonna look pretty good because it's John and he doesn't half-ass anything. Um, I mean, by the best. It, it is gonna. It is gonna be about the deployment of your screen. And if you fuck that up and you get ran up on, hey, bro, that's on you. Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. the way that game is played. I just like I said, like who knows? Like they. Uh, but I really hope. 
<coughs> BCP <coughs> uh, tracks uh, who goes first in game. <laughs> oh, so we got some metrics. That, who knows? Maybe that would be a cool metric. We'll see how oh, that that's goes. strange. Normally, mm. it's, that's normally my trope is to is to possibly I, give. I don't. I, 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 this is my version of giving Garrett shit because I don't really have anything to give him shit about. So I don't know what. Well, I mean, else when I'm you gonna... when you when you never can win a game, there's nothing really to give you shit about. Oh come on, Except Mr. For the first, fact that you can't win a AOS. So let me point this out. We have the first AOS ITC winner, the current AOS ITC winner, potentially the next made. year, the next year ATC winner. Not this winner. year. Not this year. I said next year for fuck's sake. Listen to the words I said. <laughs> uh, you know, with enough coaching, maybe we'll get there. Uh, and then uh, John will be uh, next on the list. And then, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to win. Okay, let's, let's, let's be real. <clears throat> John's not going to go out and win any tournament circuits. Um, probably not any major GTs. I might run a major GT more uh, than I would win a major GT. Well, you're uh, still a winner in my heart. If I could give you my trophy, I would. Uh, and I, I don't suck, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know where my... My skill is relative to how much I get to play and how much I get to practice. And if That's I had a, a dungeon down the street from me, uh, I might play a little more hardcore too. <laughs> I, I prefer your term catacombs more than uh, dungeons. Uh, Do you like that? People, yeah, because dungeons is where people are put to be forgotten. Catacombs are put where people can remember. Uh, yes, yes I, I, I put some thought name. into the entire choice of words there. Is there, is there a name for torture chamber in French? Yes, there is a name for torture chambers in French. Yeah, it's uh, like an oubliette. That's what I said originally, right? Uh, no, oubliette is uh, is a term for forget hole. That's like a, oh yeah, that's why we throw them down the hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, hey, that's torture. I might piss on you in the hole. That's torture. No, there there is definitely a French term for a torture room. I forgot what it is. So it's mm. it's definitely uh, it's, there's definitely one. Torture chamber uh, in French is chambre de torture. No, that's just the same <laughs> Come on! It's, it's a little translation. I'm pretty sure there's an actual term for it. Uh, so to, it uh, to, answer your, to answer your uh, snipe at me, BCP Woo! is working on something Woo! that could possibly... It's um, not a snipe at you, Garrett. It's, it's from bottom of my love. These are all things I think will be valuable for the purposes of advanced analytics and to performance. And so so what, I, what, I assume, what I assume, honestly, is that Jeremy is a guy who, shall we say, Loosely, I'll use loosely, develops uh, software products in general for his living. And I'm a person also who, um, though it's not like what you do, Garrett, I also make use software to, to make things happen. And so both of us appreciate when clients or even worse, random noobs just throw ideas out into the world. Hey, why don't you just incorporate a magic button oh, yeah. that does everything into your product there? Well, and and you, Garrett, as an actual software developer, are an easy target of outlet for that frustration. I myself have for years, as you well know, uh, teased you by suggesting uh, ideas of things to throw into the app. And I assume that Jeremy does it out of love uh, for the same reason, because <laughs> I, I mean, it is delicious. <laughs> for me, uh, personally speaking, if, game, if Games Workshop does not collect that at least basic level of information about its addition and balance, they're doing themselves a disservice. The game, yeah. any game, should try to um, approach the chest win rate between who goes first and second in a turn-based game system. Mm -hmm. you, ideally, you want to do better than chess, but that's almost unrealistic. 
you want to get as close as possible to the chess win rate for who goes first versus second, which I believe is 56%. I, I think I remember hearing 56 or 57 at some point. Yeah. It, it, it's, no, it's, no. GW has been developing games for 32, 34 years, maybe. Yeah. At no point uh, have they achieved balance outside of a single box game. Yeah, but also, what the fuck? You're looking for balance in a Games Workshop game? Like, first of all... Well, it, they've changed their tune, right? I mean, they've basically put Mike Brent as kind of like the chief executive, like, basically in mission yes. slash... I choose not to have this guy. conversation. But John, John's going to completely bow out of this conversation. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just. It's like a watermelon out. is now talking to him. Oh, it, it's the, the point I'm trying to say is Games Workshop cares more about now about like balancing their game for multiple reasons. We won't talk about any of those reasons specifically, but it definitely is a change from the last few sets of editions. And I'm saying if you're going to care about one thing in a turn-based system is to try to make to get as near as possible to the chess win rate for going first that's yeah. a goal that's a goal i would say that they're really not the trying to balance their game completely because if you want to have a completely balanced game that's boring as fuck like i think it's clear that some armies are harder to play no than others. it's it's definitely f fucking chess has been around for centuries if you're gonna, yo, if you're gonna, if you're gonna play your if you're gonna play overwatch okay i know that you like overwatch if you're gonna play Overwatch, but Overwatch and, is and, not and, a balanced game. No, but it's people not. Love it. but, 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 but look at look at let's look at let's look at X Wing since we have Vince here. Oh, X Wing perfect. is a game that tries to have a mechanic that takes away from the go first go second mechanic with the secret moves. I think it tries to. And and, and Vince, you are I played the game like five times, so I know the basics of it. You tell me, is is it achieved in X Wing? So, so X-Wing tries to tries to bridge this gap with the bid mechanic, um, which is the more points you leave out of your list in construction, mm. if you have the greater number, it's called, we call it, it's the bid. If you have the control of the bid, you, move, you have the choice of moving first or second with all of your ships at a given initiative. I don't want to go too in-depth on this, but essentially what it means is that you have a choice between either control of the initiative or control of your reaction. Now, yeah, they have not really achieved the perfect balance on that. We have a joke. on If anyone's ever listened to the X-Wing show, we call it Big Orge Numbers and the Force. Um, but that's an in-depth conversation. I don't, want to, you know, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to go in-depth on it in here. It's just that there will always be an imbalance in a game of this many variables. Like when yes. you have 33 official factions, right? Do I have that number correct or close? Sounds to about right. Maybe when you have that many official factions with that many special rules and that many different combinations of lists, you will never be able to achieve. And yeah. I, I hate to say, Jeremy, I agree with you. This should be the goal, but if you're lucky, if you hit a 65, you should be happy. You know, like I, Starcraft I, 2 me, is what, 13 years old and they still can't get it right. For, for me, it's, it's let's ignore the variable and just like have two players play 40K with the same exact army and about the same level of skill set. And it's just find out what the win rate is like from a first person advantage. And I, and I think that's what we're going to, that's what I would like. To, so you get to do it two ways. You can do this in a control setting or you could do it on a, on a mass data gatherings, like basically population analysis which is why, you know, applications like Garrett are valuable 
because you can select your sample size from the entire population. Can I have a Garrett uh, app or did you mean BCP? Like, can I, can I upload Garrett to my phone and just have uh, the statistical analysis on standby? Is that possible? I mean, I, I mean, I pay I can I get a special version with his face on it? Can I have actually <laughs> Vince's face and Garrett's face on my phone next to each other? I, 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 do, I would pay fourteen ninety nine a month for that. It, for me, it's really simple. It's called the, uh, uh, well, soon to be called In Your Face uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> By the way, but, uh, that's a dope name. That's, that's a dope name. I'm, I'm proud of you guys for that one. That's pretty good. It, we, we literally bashed each other's faces for hours brainstorming to come well, up with it. Only because well, our, I first, mean, our first How long did it take us to come up with Wide World, Alex? We, we, that, was a, that was a long time. It took a minute. It took a that minute. That was like six months, I think, wow. we did testing no, on No, not things. six months. I would say like three or four, though, for sure. Yeah. Our, our first pick was... Uh, what was it? Big Dice Energy, and unfortunately, that was I like taken. That. I, oh, <laughs> that's that's too so, bad because that's dope. We all like yes. Big Dice Energy. So we, we, we shout out like to Big guys. Shout out to Big Dice Energy for a good for a good name grab. That's a good job. Yeah, wow. and then there were a few across the board that uh, certain people were less, you know, willing to accept. So, you know, I really wow. like Dice Daddy. I Except. really like Dice Daddies, but you know, there we wow. have some prudes in the group. So, you know. prudes. No, Dice Daddies, uh, Dice Daddies is, firstly, it's too close to uh, D&D Daddies or Dragon Daddies or Dungeon Daddies. Bone Daddies. There's no, there's no, there's no Dragon Daddies. Like I said, only one yes, of us is, is the Bone Daddy, and that's only you, one Alex. Of us is the Bone Daddy. Boner Dad. Uh, if that's not your Tabletop well, Simulator too. name, Alex, you are absolutely failing your podcast. You know, I played a few games of Tabletop Simulator. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's, with the Seraphim, I might. It takes come on, time. Alex. Join. Come back. I want. You want to do test games? games? You want to do some test games with me, Garrett? Oh yeah, I do. Well, I again, like some of, some of us. It's all we can do is play some tabletop simulator. Some of us get to go to the oubliette. <laughs> the catacombs. You know, I, I get served with some bath water, um, and really, I just like three days later, I just like wake up in the middle of the street and just like. I have a scar yeah, on I mean, the side of my abdomen. Luckily, your kidneys are regenerative. I, I, you know, guys, I'm just trying to condition Alex. Like, I'm giving him, like, basically keywords that trigger the subconscious, like, mechanism. <laughs> He's trying to win or soldier him. Yeah, that's right. That's the only <laughs> oh, way we great. this guy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. When I played my first Night Haunt game in, like, nine months ten months i made a big mistake i should never have made and he was but like is, how many times you played jeremy in the dungeon that was a mistake <laughs> i i was like i was like that's not even a mistake about nighthawk that's a mistake for it was a mistake everyone <laughs> do not ever do that for any army <laughs> so he decided i'm gonna kick the shit out of alex so he remembers not to do that yep so, um, that's how you get better i'm a i am a i am looking forward to uh, you know, going on our own journey, and I want yeah, to say of course. thank you, uh, Vincent, for make, putting us in, uh, together in this uh, form in media. Um, I mean, one of the big things, if it wasn't for this podcast, I don't think uh, I would have. We would have been. A, I would have been a Corsair for the most part. Like I think that's yeah. a big driver of it. Um, you know, it's putting me uh, together with some of my favorite people when it comes to wargaming. So I really appreciate that. Uh, if you see a tear run down my eyes, it's because uh, you know it's. An emotional time for all of us because we're saying goodbye and starting something new. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a mixed blessing and feeling, right? 
Yeah, exactly. That's and the I, business, I, you know? That's the business. At the you same know? time, this means collaboration. This means expansion. This means growth. Yeah, well, no, yeah like save the, save the crap for the customers, okay? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say at the same time, it means our, our audience, our listeners will have more content to involve themselves. Absolutely. They want so are you, are you, let me ask a question because I've been feel you know, I've been pitching and not catching for a little while. Um, I mean, are you guys, I haven't asked, are you guys moving to pre-recorded content that you upload at specific days? Are you going to live stream mostly? I mean, what's, let me yeah. help you sell. What are we doing here? So we're going to be doing it. a mix of different things. You know, we have a variety of different people with a variety of different personalities, of course. John, Jeremy, That's Jared, it mildly. Alex. Yeah, just, just to put it mildly. So we all want to put out a lot of different content out here. We are, of course, still going to have a weekly podcast slash videocast. We want to expand into things like live stream AMAs, live stream events for actual uh, things related to the battle tomes and rules and releases, both for Age of Sigmar and as we are all veterans of 40K, our journey into ninth edition as complete noobs. So we have that journey. We're going to continue no, with regular not battle reports. None of us are noobs in any edition of 40K anymore. You we know what I mean? Get, getting, into it after a long, <laughs> getting into it after a long hiatus. In addition to that, you know, we want to expand on our weekly, if not more frequently, uh, battle reports, depending on if Garrett possibly has a new setup for himself in the near future, or, or, or even John, for uh, live streaming events on Twitch or otherwise. Um, we are going to be having... Uh, tactic reviews, uh, in-depth reviews of battle tomes, uh, missions, battle plans, etc. So we have a lot more content on the way. Uh, it's going to be a lot more than just a video cast with a, a weekly battle report. Um, there's a few other ideas we have in the mix, but if you guys want to share reviews, a little bit more, stuff like that. There you go, unboxing videos, things like that. Well, there will also be, uh, you know. Eventually, we will, you know, with the streaming uh, services we'll provide, we'll provide a additional, basically, games outside of my dungeon, eventually, down the road. Uh, and one of the things I'm looking forward to is, uh, uh, and this is something, uh, you know, we can't, we've been harping on Garrett for a while, but, like, he doesn't like to TO his own events. And I would like uh, to uh, huh. volunteer sometimes during my day to just basically, uh, you know, if people are playing, if TTS keeps going after COVID, I'd like to... Uh, Come in and see what people are playing. Uh, give him some coaching tips and uh, and basically rules uh, rules or rules uh, answers. Uh, you know, I'll be uh, at the disposal of the community as abroad. We haven't decided how that's going to be yet, but uh, I I would really like to do that more. I like I like coaching. If you didn't if you didn't know, I enjoy coaching Alex. With tough love and rigorous uh, push-ups. Yeah, he likes. Uh, to say, <laughs> no. At least yeah. one of us is doing. <laughs> so, so if you if you ever doubted Jeremy's quality as a coach, his first student took second in the ITC after some coaching. So, I think that's a pretty high accolade. <laughs> also, if you look as far on as Alex's, that goes, and and, and, and on Alex's may, back, the whip marks are still there from Jeremy's coach. There, I swear there's that. something on his back from it. That's for sure. <laughs> that requires, and, 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 that requires and like a subscription to, to our OnlyFans account for the record. Again, once again. And, and that's – even OnlyFans. That's what we're really talking about with In Your Face is John has no idea what OnlyFans is. Oh, no. I <laughs> – <laughs> okay, think okay. about that again for, if you I, would. I was trying to give you an out but all right oh no wait so anyways i have no idea what that means uh, i hope don is not listening uh anyways, anyways. <laughs> anyways, throw me the motherfucking off track what we see within your phase is an expansion in all directions 
the four of us actually engage in a lot of different separate and individual media projects. And In Your Phase is not only the combination of everything we're doing as far as our current podcast, video cast, live streaming, and all these things, but it's everything else that we do wrapped in. In Your Phase events, uh, as Jeremy was hinting to. Uh, product reviews. Hell, you might even see hot pepper videos, my friends. All of it I will in, watch your hot pepper content. in your face. In your face. I will watch. I will watch gardening content if it comes from John. Farrell. <laughs> you know what we gotta do. We gotta do. Hey, Garrett. Garrett, are you awake? Hey. Uh, just, just about. Are you allergic? Way to past his bedtime. Are you allergic to peppers? No, no. no. Garrett. Garrett is a fiend. <laughs> One of the few things I am not allergic to: peppers. Oh wow. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you guys will remember last year during the Don't Fear the Reaper challenge, yeah. uh, folks like like Alex, of course, ate one, no issues. You know, a lot oh, okay. of people. Okay. For their issues. No, you you had no problems when you ate it. You were you're oh, fine oh, oh, uh, uh, from the surface. From the surface. I mean, like, uh, okay. Well, I don't know what happened inside, but but other people like a, you know there was bears. a twelve gallon there was a twelve gallon a fifty five gallon drum of coconut milk behind him for when that pepper was done. Yeah, Pepsi but but on the on the other hand. I sent a, 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 a bag of pear, of peppers to Garrett, knowing that he enjoys them so they wouldn't go to waste. Not only did he make chili, he put them on sandwiches. Like everybody else was like, okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat this pepper. I'm eating the pepper. Oh my God, I've eaten the pepper. And Garrett's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me mix that into some food. I'm gonna make a salad. I got some chili Honestly, going the, on. The scariest part was uh, making sure I don't touch my eyes after cutting the pepper. There, there, uh. That is a concern. That would be bad. That, yeah, that, that would be that's painful. That's the hardest part about getting peppers from John. Is well, just wear, your co- just wear your COVID nineteen uh, latex glove. But mm, I want to come full. <laughs> I want to come full circle with something that uh, Vincent uh, told John earlier. You know, he's rocking the salt and pepper look. But really, the procedure should be pepper and salt. You should always follow any kind of acidic, acidic pepper with salt. Salt is the best remedy to deal with. Trust the Frenchman. I nope. That was I was told by my great friend and uh, roommate in college who uh, grew up in Mexico, and uh, that was a trick. Uh, they would fucking just eat a. Sh- they would just pour salt in their uh, in their hand, like you know, and then just basically lick it after t- eating uh, something really spicy. The so salt yeah, is, that's, that, salt that's my trick. Diffuse spiciness. It yeah, is a it base. Does. It is a base, and the acidity yes. in peppers, or so what causes it to be spicy, is an acid. The base counteracts the acid. Yeah. Unfortunately, sure. when you're dealing with Carolina Reapers and all that, you're going to need a lot of fucking salt. <laughs> <laughs> Almost so, enough generated by my podcast. Like a salt-generated right. robot or something. <laughs> uh, so I got to ask, for X-Wing, we know that Garrett, that's for you're sure. Muted. All right. Oh, okay. for, for X-Wing, we know that you guys are going to move forward um, you know, you're going to plan on adding new systems. And of course, um, you know, 40K is going to come back, but in a little bit of a different fashion because of those some, those same life events that we had talked about. Um, are there any other changes in terms of content that we should expect? Out of so we're, we're um, Bay, is the, I, you guys aren't familiar with the X-Wing community in the Bay Area. Uh, three, the other two guys on the show, Drew and Jeff and I, are all kind of what we call adjacent to a really big Bay Area group called Team Militant Casual. Um, and we've, they've been running uh, what we call jank tank events for the last couple, uh, last couple months. And um, we're all kind of getting into 
game, uh, calling games live, calling X-Wing game live eventually. And for me, that's no kind of, you know, that's not new. Jeff is getting, Jeff is a little bit better as a review guy. He's a, he's the analytical head of the program. And then Drew is kid wonder. Like Drew has, I believe twice finished top eight in worlds in X-Wing in his life. And that's despite taking like a three year hiatus. I long to be as good at X-Wing as Drew was at X-Wing. Forget is, I'm not as good as him now. But um, one of the things that we are talking about doing is, this is just for us, this is going to be funny as hell. We want to yeah. do a, um, who are the old guys from the Muppets? Uh, the peanut oh. gallery? Yeah, exactly. The two guys, oh, the two guys in the Silent King set. Statler and Waldorf. We want to yeah. do, the, the, the number one thing we're talking about is doing Statler and Waldorf review X-Wing games. That's my baby right now. It's absolutely going to be hysterical because Drew is almost as clever as coming up with how to insult people as I am, and I'm pretty good at it. So more like, uh, what's that like sci-fi show where it's like MSTK? Mystery, yes, Mystery MSTK. Exactly why we're going yeah. for is MSTK yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000. Um, that's you just need to get a gumball machine. Either that or a dude with a really big nose. Um, we're, but we're working <laughs> on it. You know, that's an interesting idea because uh, when I was doing the the live cast at the LVO last year. One of the things that people kept you saying to me great, was like, by the way. You, got, oh, you were really you. good on that live cast. Thank you. That, what people kept saying was like, like, why didn't you comment on the game more? And I'm like, well, I'm five feet away from the players. Yeah. If I start giving tactical insights of what I see on the table, yeah. it's actually going it's, to affect the game. But if gaming. instead you give a, as we say, Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, sort of comic uh, overview uh, track, laugh track as it were, that might not only be hilarious and entertaining, uh, but doesn't throw the game. So it's everything. And of course, if you're a player, you can watch the game, you see what's going on. And so what you really need is some nice entertaining stuff. So that sounds fun. Plus X-Wing, how long is an X-Wing game? They're like 30 minutes or something? Nine, 90 minutes. 75 90 minutes? 90 minutes. Okay, cool. So, I mean, if, yeah. if you get, if you can, and TTS helps with this a lot, actually. Um, you can get access to a lot of games really quickly and just essentially line them up and run three games, one, you know, time after time, you know, comment on all of them, and then upload that as a single pack, and boom, there's your content for the week if that's how you want to do it. Um, because you guys know me. This voice doesn't quit. The, I, can, I, I can go for 15 hours, and I'm not even going to get – I won't even rasp. Um, but that's, you know – And, and you know what, to, to cut you in there, Vince, you know, people that don't talk a lot don't actually know what that is. You know, uh, decades ago when I first started teaching – because uh, I teach about a 32 to 40 hour class uh, once a month. Uh, my voice wasn't actually up to teach it. By the end of the week, yeah. I would get hoarse and raspy. I would lose strength. And it took years to build up the strength in my vocal cords to mm -hmm. be able to speak eight to 10 hours a day over a group of people for four or five days in a row. And yep. even then, uh, I feel the strain at the end of it. And you all of us go to the LVO, and uh, Alex is famous for, you know, overstraining his voice yeah, well, talking over the crowds. To, to be fair, Alex, <laughs> Alex's voice does that because he drinks a lot of gin. No, no, no. It's been, it's been years since I've regularly drank gin. That was college. That was college. Uh, whiskey. Lots of whiskey. Too much whiskey. I think uh, it's just, no, not enough whiskey. I think this uh, Alex is, yells at his never, opponents never enough constantly. whiskey. I just scream at my opponents, and then yeah. they just don't want to play me anymore, and they just no, don't see. No, what, you no, play guys, Israel no. every week. Hey guys, it's just it's just that Alex. It is what it so is. So much bodily salt, he has no water left in his body, and that's why <laughs> I'm very hydrated, sir. 
Not enough, apparently. Whiskey is not enough. Whiskey does not hydrate you. It's in fact the reverse. But you know, look, there's all of this is a question of when are we going to be allowed to get back to regular gaming? That's that kind of is the the, the lowest common denominator. Twenty twenty one. No, we hope twenty twenty three. <laughs> well, hey, Garrett, don't even joke about that, okay? Roll um, D20. Don't roll one, because if not, we're just going to go back. <laughs> we're just getting ones. Uh, wear your uh. fucking masks, people. And I say that as me. Um, <laughs> Was that supposed You know what? Jeremy, I don't want to know. You know, don't don't know. No more tech. I will say, I will say we are very excited for all the big changes that you have to go through, that you plan on going through like I, with you know, World of Wargaming. And, you know, it has been a fantastic time working with you this entire time, both before yeah. and afterwards. So, and, and into the future, we really look forward to like collaborating and talking about some new shit and getting into the thick of it with you, dude. Look, and I appreciate everything that you guys sticking with my crazy ass for 75 episodes. You know, uh, I am I am famously not the easiest guy in the world to deal with. Um, I like to think that I'm actually fairly easy to work for. I work, work, question, you know, quotation marks as loud as possible. Um, but, you know, I, I think we did something, we did something memorable here. Like, we, we accomplished a certain amount. And... Like I said, if it were fuck COVID nineteen, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Stop. I yeah. agree. So I'm with, proud of our legacy. With that being said, you know, for Wide World of Wargaming, is there going to be any changes to the URL? Should be we be aware of any sort of privy changes? So to we other are going for our listeners. We are going to do a little bit of what they call in Europe devolution. Um, okay, we're going to be breaking it. You know, we are going to set up a separate page for X Wing going forward. When we do kick back off with 40K, we are going to start another page for that with a new name. I'm working on that. X-Wing's new name has been decided. We're going to announce that on the show this week. Oh, um, okay. No, you can't have you, – I'm not going to give it up here. Sorry. Well, here's a question. Um, Vince, when, when is the show released? The show – the so because of certain things, we are going to be releasing the X-Wing show this week on Saturday instead of oh, Thursday. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it can't be helped. You know, we got three people. We got the night owl, and we've got two two guys who live normal lives. You know, understood. What can you do? Understood. Um, the, but uh, anyway, the new name for X Wing is decided. I'm very excited about it, and the possibilities in ter- just in terms of marketing, I'm excited that of what I can do with this new name. And I'm, I'm happy to say that it. I didn't come up with it, which means that it might actually be good. <laughs> it's not in your phaser, right? No, it's yeah. not. That's a Star Why would there be a phaser? That's Star Trek. <laughs> That'd be oh, really, really funny. You make like how a did you, come on! Dude, how did you guys bite on the most obvious bait John has ever put on the end of a hook? Are you serious? Oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, well, it's uh, because we like to make him feel like, uh, you know, he's still relevant. Oh. <laughs> there you go, old man. You're good. You're good. And so, for the Wide World of Wargaming, this has been Alex, Jeremy, Garrett, and Vince. We fucking love you all. We'll see you next week for our last yes. goddamn show. Also, do listen in on Saturday. We, uh, Jeremy and I, are going to be on Mr. Meff's rant, AOS Rantcast. We're going to be hey, talking a little dude. bit about I talk competitive. To him on Twitter once in a while. Fuck yeah. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to go into it with Age of Sigmar. We're going to talk a little bit about things. Just, it's all for a good cause. There's fantastic raffles, fantastic prizes. There's going to be a lot of really cool stuff. It's 27 hours long and we're only going to be about eight hours into it. So I'll be on it night. as well. You're going to be on it as well. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Have a great night. 
Derek, <laughs> you can only be on if you drink whiskey. So uh, get get tough. All right. See you guys later. Have a great Thank night. You, Vince. <laughs> I, I just, can I, I, if I can, just take yeah. 20 seconds here. Thank you guys uh, very much for letting me come on at least one time for posterity um, and, you know, to kind of put a bow on it, you know, and just kind of talk about where we're all going from here. I love you all. It's, I'm, I'm proud of what we've done, and I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. Thanks, Coach. You as well, man. You have a, I'm very excited to see what you got coming forward. I'm incredibly excited to hear about the new name of the X-Wing podcast. And uh, seriously, best of luck moving forward. Have a great night, everyone.